Coming up on today's show, WrestleMania Backlash is a five-match show. Uh, that is incorrect, Ryan. We're going to be doing a 30-minute show on Eva Marie today. <laughs> okay, two Samoans make a team. Three Samoans and Paul Heyman make a SWAT team. Uh, hopefully there's another video package of Eva Marie tonight on Raw. <laughs> New Japan postpones major shows. Uh, not sure not sure why you're avoiding the biggest headline of the day, Ryan. All read everything. <laughs> A new guest announced for Austin's Broken Skull Sessions. Uh, Ryan, the evolution is coming. Some of us already did. <laughs> and Al Carl attempts the Daily Wrestling News Show Gauntlet and more on this 94th episode of the Daily Wrestling News Show. <laughs> This is Chicago Lake within the Empire State's Adirondack Park. And I'm joined today by the host of Pro Wrestling Pick'em and the head of the Eva Marie fan club, Mr. Al Carl. Al, did you get all your headlines in or did you miss one there? I, I No, I, I got one. I, all the jokes are there. I just, uh, yeah, I'm excited. Mama Joy, I'm sorry. You're right. I was raised better than that. I'm sorry. She gave me feedback on that. She loves it when you call her that because that's what our high school friends used to call her. So. Really? <laughs> yeah. So there you go. All right, well, I want to kick things off by talking about SmackDown from last week. We hardly ever get a chance to talk about SmackDown on the Monday morning show, but, you know, a lot happened. Jimmy Uso yeah. is back. Yeah, Jimmy came back, and, uh, you know, he embraced him and his brother. That was fun. You know, they, they, they that was real. You know, like, they hadn't seen each other, you know, since that very moment, which, I'm, you know, sure is not true, but whatever. But, yeah, no, no, no handshake with Roman, and, uh, yeah, it's – he stood up for his brother. The whole thing was Seth Rollins, and you know yep. Seth got pissed. And now it's we're seeing this again. And you know Jimmy should know what happens when you don't fall in line here. He witnessed it firsthand in Hell in the Cell. He was the one that caused Jay to to quit the the Hell in the Cell match. So uh, do you think Jim, we play Jimmy this back? To, I'm sorry, what was that? You think we play this back and we get Jimmy Uso versus Roman? I, I think at some point, I mean, it looks like that's where we're going. Yeah, it's or Jimmy uh, versus Jay. I mean, yeah, that's that's yeah. I don't think I think this. It, it could go both ways. I think it, I don't think it'd be, I think it'd be fun if they all were together for a bit, but uh, you know, maybe a little bit down the line. I think yeah, I think it'd be more Jimmy versus Jay than Jimmy versus Roman this time, though. You know. Well, I kind of hope that the arc is they fight each other and then they form the the unit and then they go forward like that. That's kind of what I. So well, long we're seeing, like, now we're seeing now we're seeing the same thing we did last year though. So that's that's yeah. the I think that's the problem. Yeah, I think they need to switch it up a bit. And maybe just Jimmy just stays rogue. You know, he just keeps on like just like Kevin Owens, just keep on getting his ass kicked and then just eventually just you know start something else. Okay. Well, all of that led to Cesaro getting his WrestleMania backlash match. I wasn't sure if it was gonna happen with the whole Seth Rollins things continuing and stuff, but Cesaro is gonna get Roman. He beat Seth Rollins again on SmackDown, and now he's got his match with Roman. Yeah, and that's not and that's what's making Roman upset because Jimmy was the reason that Seth lost that match. He super kicked him on the outside. Yeah. So you know, Cesaro. I mean, the, the Jimmy's he was just protecting his brother. He was standing up for his brother. Seth pushed Jay, and you know, you know, I think they're one of those brothers where when you push one, the other one feels the pain. So yeah. Jimmy felt that, and he wanted, you know, you know, kick Seth's head off, and it turned into a pin versus Cesaro. So 
that's where the show started, and that's where the the rift lies right now, and why Jimmy's not falling in line. You know, now Roman's got to clean up after Jimmy's mess, and this is what Jay had to learn. Yeah, and and he fast forward all the way. You know, this was the this was the story of the show. SmackDown's tight like this, where they they have a beginning, a middle, and an end to their show, and it usually features the same characters, and that's what we saw here. So started Jimmy's back. We have an instant riff. And then you have the conversations in the back about we need to get Jimmy in line. And then at the end of the show, Jimmy comes out. Jimmy leaves. Yeah. But then when Cesaro jumps Roman from behind, Jay comes in. And then Jimmy comes in. But Cesaro leaves them all running or, or all laying. So Cesaro walks out of SmackDown on top. But Jimmy Uso did come to the defense of Roman yeah. and Jay. Or maybe just Jay. Maybe that's what it is. He probably is just Jay. So that's yeah. and uh yeah, so Jimmy's Jimmy's playing both sides of the coin here and he's he's gonna have to make a choice at some point. Right. Uh in the meantime, you know, again, I, I said this last Tuesday on the Central Wrestling Podcast. I feel horrible for Cesaro. Because yeah. you know what? This is the this is what everybody has been waiting for for God knows how long is Cesaro in a main event in a championship match, and he has zero chance of winning. Like, I would have loved to have seen, you know, him against the environmental Daniel Bryan. For the, you know, then, like, okay, maybe Cesaro has a shot here. But he's got zero. It's the same thing. I, I compared it to when Rusev, they gave Rusev, finally gave Rusev the championship match against AJ Styles at the Elimination Chamber before WrestleMania 34, where Styles versus Nakamura was already booked. Right. Like, you're that finally giving us Rusev in the spot that we want him in, and he's got – it's pointless. Right. So you're not picking Cesaro to win this? Match. No, I'm not even remote. I'm not picking Roman. I'm never picking. I guarantee that's you know promise of promise guarantees whatever. I'm probably not going to pick against Roman Reigns this entire season of pro wrestling. Pick him. There is absolutely yeah. zero reason to. Okay. Well, we'll see if anybody makes a you know changes your mind on that by the end of the season. But yeah, nobody in sight. Nobody in sight. Yeah. Yeah. And SummerSlam is always a big show. And then you know Survivor Series if the new champion versus champion. If he's still at that point, yeah, he's got a chance to lose if. The belt's not on the line, but then all of a sudden, like, you're taking his steam away. Like, he's supposed to be unbeatable, you know? Yeah. And he is, for the most part, yes. it seems like. Yeah. You know, the other news coming out of SmackDown, though, the Mysterios are getting their title shot at WrestleMania Backlash against the Dirty Dogs, and Dominic got a win over Dolph Ziggler on the show. So, man, it seems, you know, we could have that father-son team. You know, this is not a show. This is not a match that made WrestleMania, but it is making the backlash. Yeah, and, and good for them. Good for Dom. You know, there goes Dominic Mysterio. You know, the, the Raw is still strong in Dominic Mysterio. He got the roll-up for the win um, on Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> right. Ziggler and uh, it's, yeah, they, they have a shot. There's no reason why you can't give them Mysterios right now. This is a toss-up match. I, I honestly don't know. I'll probably go Rude and Ziggler. They're the seasoned vets. They're the dirty dogs. They're the ones that have been there, you know, been wrestling forever. Um, but there's no reason why the Griffies of wrestling can't make history here. I think that would be a lot of fun. I would have called that a WrestleMania if they would have put it on Mania. So, yeah, it's a little. I think that's the backlash. The backlash is we didn't put us on Mania. Now we're going to take the title. Yeah, that, that's, that's a great point. There's your swaying point right there. That's yep. Yeah. Now, a, a WrestleMania rematch that is not happening on WrestleMania Backlash is Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler versus Tamina and Natalia. That's happening on SmackDown next week. Yeah. So this is another situation where I think a lot of people are watching Nia Jax and Shayna and trying to figure out when those titles are going to turn. And they've been feuding with basically everybody on both rosters. 
Um, they have a program with Mandy and Dana on one show and Tamina and Natalia on this show. So it's hard to say, like, you know, one is not ending, it doesn't seem like. So it's hard to say that they're going to lose. But Yeah, but this is – they've gotten three consecutive wins now, right? They, they, yeah. they won a non-title tag match. And then, they, you know, Natalia beat one of them. Tamina beat uh, one of them. They're on a little bit of a win streak. And I think, you know, Reggie caused some of these problems. But yeah, he might be the wild card here. So uh, just like he was, I think he was in wildcard WrestleMania. I believe he uh, he got involved to the point where uh, you know Shayna and Nia got the win. But uh, yeah, this is this is they're getting the Intercontinental title treatment. They're not making the pay per view. They're going to be on the Friday before. <laughs> but is this the best Tamina run we've had? You think? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. I think she's shown the most passion for sure. Um, she was on Talking Smack. I didn't. I didn't watch all of Talking Smack, but I saw the clip, and she was reading them the riot act. She's ready. So yeah, and good for her. I liked her stuff with Team Bad. I was a big, you know, when that whole three-way feud yep. uh, happened, when they called up uh, Charlotte, Becky, and Sasha. I was a Team Bad guy. For, I was with Sasha, but like Naomi and Tina, I was a Unity. I was with them on that one. So I liked <laughs> Tina at that point. Yep. Yep. Also on SmackDown, Car- Carmella beat Ruby Riot. And Tamina beat Reginald, kind of in this uh, in this storyline. So. Yeah, well, that was a disqualification, but yeah, I'll give a shout out to Carmella. Now, that was a great match, and she did the, like it was like a wrestling uh, like mad exchange into uh, her finish, the code of silence, into the code of silence. I thought that was a very fun way for yep. Carmella to beat that, and it was there was no chicanery, there was no you know heel tactics here. Uh, the only problem I have with that match is that she's worn that outfit before. That's her Money in the Bank outfit. <laughs> well, it's funny because I thought the uh, Carmella was actually did an interview recently um, talking about Billy Kay, you know, and the tag team that they had for a very short period of time. Carmella was kind of under the impression that the character was over the the you know the character she came back with with the dancing and the stuff like that. Yeah. But she's back in that character now, so I guess that's that's the direction for the foreseeable future. But it was nice yeah. to see these two. These two on the show, for sure. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I'm a huge Riot Squad fan, obviously for Liv, but I like Ruby. Uh, they both can go. So and yeah, and, and so can Carmella. She's gotten better over the years. You know, she she started off, you know, Enzo and Cass's, you yep. know, just little, you know, yapping dog sidekick. Yep. Uh, but she worked. So I'll give her all the credit in the world. Uh, in the world, you know, two time Money in the Bank winner. How do you, you know, she won the Money in the Bank twice in four days. Also, that run with our truth that she had. Yeah. I mean, that was that was. Dance break stuff. That was great. It was, and this is, and then I like, I like that they keep. If they're keeping this character with her, that's great because if you go back to the Mella is money, which is what I thought maybe her ring right. attire was insinuating. Uh, I, 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 that's that's backwards for her, and that's that's not uh, productive. Right. No. Right. And then the other big match they had on there was Otis, Gable, Cruz, and Zane and Corbin getting a win over Street Profits, Nakamura, Owens, and Big E. Corbin picked Nakam or pinned Nakamura, so it kind of stayed away from all the major feuds there with Owen, with uh, Corbin and Nakamura. So. Yeah, that was the one, I think that was probably the, if you list, if you took the 10 guys and listed all the possible outcomes of who could pin who, mm-hmm. I think Corbin pinning Nakamura was probably on the, the bottom, if not the bottom two. So I was a little shocked that that one happened. Yep, yep. Uh, but but it, maybe it, that could set something up. We really never had a feud with these two. So yeah. I don't have a problem with, with Nakamura and Baron Corbin at all. I think that would be a great match. Sure. Sure. Um, and then the the other thing, and this was reported by the Wrestling Observer, is that Mia Yim was set to debut on SmackDown, as well as 
Alistair Black was supposed to read us another bedtime story, but the early segments went long, so they ended up cutting those out. So, but that's okay. They're probably both coming back next week. Good, good. Yeah, it's, it's probably Shawn Michaels again, right? Did Shawn Michaels have a problem doing that? Everything went wrong. Everything went long with him. You know, though, the thing is that even if those segments went long, that that's what people love about the show. SmackDown, you know, they love that continuity of storyline that goes throughout yeah. the whole show. That makes it really strong, and on a two-hour show, it works really well. So, yeah, I'm okay if they had to have to do this every once in a while. Yeah, they'll be around. We're gonna get Alistair Black eventually. We're gonna get Mia Yim eventually. So I'm not, I'm not concerned. Yeah. No big deal. I'm sure they're upset. You know, come on, God. You know, I've been waiting this long. Let's, you know, come on. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, let's get back. Let's go in our uh, our way back machine here, our time machine, and go back to 2001. Today in history, May 10th, 2001, Vince McMahon announced that the XFL was ending. And you have a little little something to share about this. Yeah, this was the day the music died part two for me. Uh, yeah, the XFL officially died. I was a season ticket holder. First and ten Hitmen. Yeah, I went to uh, four of the five Hitmen games. And uh, that was a bleep show, right? That, 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 that couldn't have been more of a hashtag bleep show. Uh, anything, just a couple, it just, they were bad, right? They were bad. You were freezing. It was on Saturday nights in February in New Jersey. It was freezing. So everyone's drinking to stay warm. And they were so bad to the point where, you know what, they're getting, they're down by like 28 at halftime. So the whole second half is the Giants versus Jets drunken brawl. You know, oh, there, there, was no, there wasn't two teams playing there. It was just one. And it was, I mean, the whole crowd was divided 50-50. So that was a lot of fun. And then, you know, my favorite moment, probably the best moment, uh, actually there's two of them. Uh, uh, I guess in the, the second half, you know, in the, in the midst of a melee, there was a, a female that sat in our section that decided to flash the crowd. Uh, it was amazing. It was a lot of fun. She got ejected. Uh, and God bless her. She's a season ticket holder. She came back next week to a standing ovation as she walked down the street. And uh, everyone's chanting one more time. So it was uh, that was a lot of fun, and she was she was quite horrified, hoping that we would forget that, but we did not. <laughs> How could you? How could you? Yeah, right. It was great. So this is the great memories that we lost with the XFL in two thousand one. Yeah, and yeah. Charles Charles Larry was our quarterback, and he was just bad. He was just so bad. They finally pulled him for Wally Richardson. He was a Penn State quarterback. Wally. They finally pulled <laughs> Wally's first drive. Took him down for a touchdown. Place is going crazy. We're back in this thing. The season's still early. And then on the extra point, Polari had to hold the football fix when he bottled it. And the place went crazy again because just Polari just, just seems to be the, the bane in our, our existence. Well, the Rock's got your back. He's gonna bring the XFL back. I can't wait. Let's go Guardians. <laughs> yeah, let's go Guardians. We're back, we're back in this. All right, some other other news that's going on. I want to run down the backlash card. So we have Roman versus Cesaro, as mentioned. We have the Mysterios versus the Dirty Dogs, as mentioned. Bianca Belair versus Bailey, Rhea Ripley versus Asuka versus Charlotte, and Bobby Lashley versus Braun Strowman versus Drew McIntyre. They'll probably add one or two more matches in this last week leading up to it, but that's what we have so far. Um, Al, I don't know about you, but the match that's kind of jumping off the page for me is Bianca and Bailey. I'm not sure. I'm not sure which one uh, kind of jumps off the page for you, but yeah, that's the one I like the most because Bailey wasn't featured on WrestleMania. She really hasn't had much going on since. She's been involved in the promos and stuff with Bianca, but yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing Bailey in a wrestling match. 
Yeah, both women's titles. I, I mean, I'm a huge fan. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm probably the biggest athletic supporter for women's wrestling there is, right? So I'm, both women's championships jump off the page to me. Yeah, Bailey, this is a feud that is continuing. Now, Bianca uh, rolled over Bailey leading into WrestleMania. Yes. She got all her momentum after, you know, going into the Royal Rumble, then eliminating Bailey during the Royal Rumble, and then, you know, past that, going to, to Sasha Banks. Yep. But, uh, yeah, it's it's going to be fun to see Bailey back in the ring. These two, they had great matches together on SmackDown. I don't think they wrestled at a pay-per-view, but they had great matches on SmackDown. And uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. And then the, the Raw Women's, uh, the, the the triple threat. <laughs> it's hard to know where that's going to go. You know, no. right? Like Rhea Ripley, she needs her uh, she needs her win over Charlotte, but you know, I don't know. Charlotte seems to be on a roll. With Sonya backing Charlotte here, you don't yeah. think you know, and going against the grain and going against Postman, there's no reason why Sonya probably would you know would inter interfere in this match, so yeah. Charlotte would win. Yeah, yeah. Now on all of these matches, do you see a title change anywhere? Mysterio probably the best possibility. The Mysterios are a good possibility. Uh, Bobby and well, Roman's a lock. Bobby, I think Bobby, Bobby is. It, it's interesting with the triple threat rules, but I think he'll get it done. Um, and then I'm missing the other one. What was the other one? Oh, uh, Bianca. No, I got Bianca retained. Yeah, yeah. I think they're mostly retain retention, but maybe the, I don't know. Maybe the maybe the Mysterios get it done. Yeah. And then if they put Sheamus in a match, we'll see there too. Oh yeah, that's right. Because he's got the yeah, thing going with that with Monsoor. Monsoor's involved. There's you know hashtag wildcard. Monsoor versus Carrillo versus Sheamus versus yeah. Angel Garza versus Drew Gulak versus Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin on the on the WrestleMania Backlash pre-show. Exactly. Yeah, that's, that's got pre-show written all over it. Unfortunately, Sheamus versus everybody who didn't make WrestleMania's card. <laughs> that match would be incredible. That match would be so awesome. <laughs> Also, on uh, Ring of Honor today will be the Quinn McKay versus Angelina Love match. Uh, Quinn McKay has been uh, kind of in this verbal feud with Angelina Love for six, eight months, maybe even before the pandemic. I can't tell you how long it's been. Um, but it's finally coming to a head, and Maria Kanellis will be on commentary. The results are easy to go find now because it's taped and whatnot, but that will debut on Honor Club today, so people can go watch it. Yeah, and then Angelina Love, one of the beautiful people, one of the best uh, knockouts tag teams in history. So that's there you go. She's a lot of fun. Yep, she'll definitely be involved in the Ring of Honor Women's Tournament this summer. So Angelina Love, that is. Yeah, probably Quinn McKay too. Probably makes sense. And in fact, early call right now. That's your finals. Okay. Yeah, that, that's oh, fair enough. Right. They got the feud going, at least in the semifinals, right? They're not going to put them in the, the first round together against each other. Right. Right. They'll be on opposite ends of the bracket. Okay. We'll see. So, okay. On Raw tonight, we have Bobby Lashley versus Drew, of course, non-title. We have, then we have a bunch of multi-person matches. Well, two anyway. AJ Styles, Amos, Elias, Jackson Riker versus The New Day and RK Bro, which I just really on that team is so weird, isn't it? <laughs> yes. Yeah, there goes Raw ripping off AEW with these eight mans. There we go. Yeah. So yeah, and it's just when you said that, I just remember Kofi came. It was like two weeks ago. Oh man, I hate that guy. It's Randy <laughs> yes. Orton. I think he was talking to Riddle. You know, I was like, oh man, I hate that guy. So Kofi and Randy still, you know, it's still an open sore. Even though Kofi won the the last few they had a couple years ago. I think uh, I think there'll definitely be a backstage interview with Randy and those three guys for sure. 
Yeah. So we'll see. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be. What's it, well, I mean, it, 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 that'll all depend on if Randy gave back uh, the imaginary key to Riddle to open his mouth back up again. Now, Riddle's mouth has oh, been locked the entire time. That's true. Could be. Yes. And then another multi-person in the women's division, Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler, and Charlotte versus Asuka, Dandy, uh, Dandy. Dan that's fine. Dana and Mandy. Dandy. Dandy call that yeah, Dandy. Perfect. Dandy and Mana. Uh, John, John Smith. There you go. Dandy and Mana. Mana. John Smith. And then uh, Rhea Ripley's nowhere is near that match, so she'll probably be doing commentary. I yeah. Assume. Yeah. The, you, you got, you know, Shayna and Charlotte. And you just, how does that team lose? Like how, does, like, how does that team lose? That's like, no. Well, Nia and Shayna lose all the time with roll-ups and interference and stuff yeah. like that. But, you know, it's not entitled. You know, they, that kind of almost puts them very, uh, very bad position. So. Yeah, yeah. Big news out of Tokyo, though. Uh, New Japan canceling Wrestle Grand Slam in Yokohama Stadium and Wrestle Grand Slam in the Tokyo Dome. Those shows were 515 and 529. Uh, Okada was supposed to get his big title match against Will Ospreay at the 529 show. So this is a big deal. These were big, big shows. Yeah. You know, a lot of people were going to be there, like 40,000 or so. So it's a big deal. They're postponing them. They haven't canceled them. They said that the tickets that people purchased will be honored when they come, come around. Uh, this is all as a result of Tokyo going back into lockdown because of uh, COVID concerns. And in fact, uh, New Japan had seven talent test positive for COVID in the recent uh, after a recent taping or whatever. So it's a big deal, and they don't have a show until the 524. So uh, I don't know if those will get postponed or canceled, but at least there's at least a small break there for them to to get through everything. Yeah, that's that's two weeks. So yeah, they could uh, they could clean up the slot. Uh, I have a calendar up there, that's what I was looking at. They they can yeah. clean up the shop by then. You know, I don't want to you know use Taz's phrase. It was just one show. But uh, no, yeah. no, you're right. They could they could be through their you know they could they could be through COVID by then. So hopefully all the talent's healthy, and Tokyo is back, you know, in normal state. Yeah, the key is right. You got to flatten the curve. It only right. takes two weeks, right? It only takes two weeks to flatten the curve. Right. That's what we've been saying for a while. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, WWE main event got a little bit of buzz last week. A little bit. You know, Jinder Mahal making his yeah. big return against Jeff Hardy. He's got Indus Share behind him. And then also Ricochet and, Ricochet and Mustafa Ali on the undercard. I didn't didn't watch the show, but I've heard, I, you know, I've read reviews and heard things about it and stuff. And it, it sounds like that Ricochet and Ali needs to be on a main, you know, a main show. Yeah, That's and right. how you do that, how you do that is you take four fuse on Raw and you can uh, consolidate them in multi-man matches or multi-women matches. There you and go. And you put them in one match. And then yes. we can get Ricochet and Ali. And then we can get, you know, Jinder Mahal's retirement into Sheer. Yeah, there's a yeah, there's a method behind the madness there. Yeah, and maybe they're getting ready to bring uh, Jinder in because, you know, whoever the champion is is going to need new challengers. We can't play Bobby versus Braun versus Drew over and over and over. And Jinder at least has the credential of a former champion, so he could yeah. come in, you know, and he could he could work that, or he could come in and work against Sheamus. So, um, you know, whatever they need to do. Okay, yeah, it'd be a little heel on heel, but okay. That's the same problem you have with Jinder versus Bobby, but yeah, you need, to build, you need to bring in somebody to to wrestle these guys. Yeah, DB is out there too, but you know, we'll see. 
Yeah, is it, does, does Bobby have to win then? Is that where they're going? Are we figuring this out right now, like on the show, like at this very moment? Like, is Drew going to win? And did we, did we even see uh, Drew and Jinder? Like, three, we, we didn't see, we see 3MB explode right, right, right now, right? Yeah. Yeah, we haven't seen that. So. So maybe you're right. Maybe that's exactly what will happen. Drew has to win so he can face Jinder. Yeah, I can see people, uh, you know. I want Drew versus yeah, it was John Smith. He wants Drew versus Jinder. Uh, yeah, I can see the memes coming up now. You know, three MB explodes. That's exactly. Yeah, I can see the memes coming out now, and then poor Heath Slater. Poor guy. He's still yep. injured. Yeah. Yeah, he's still injured. <laughs> so we have Ari Sterling, formerly known as Alex Zane, de- debuted on Two Hundred Five Live last week. He, he's somebody who I saw live a few times uh, working for Ring of Honor in Baltimore. Uh, you know, he's got like a sharp. You know, sharp sort of high flying type of move set. So it'd be interesting for that show. He's a tall 205, big okay. guy. And then I- Ikiman Jiro, or Jiro, or Eichmann Jiro, I can't remember how they pronounced it exactly, but he seems to have like more of like a comedy type of style that he brings to the ring, which is really weird for WWE. But he wears a coat the whole time he wrestles, like a sports coat, no shirt or anything, but he's got a sports, no. coat. sports coat. And it's yellow and it's got his face all over it. So you know, you got to stand out. If that's what you got to do to stand out, you know, Hunter, Hunter, this is not on, you know, this is not by accident. Hunter is in charge of 205 Live. That's that division is his. So if this is going to make that particular guy whose name we can't pronounce stand out, then, you know, give it time. And all of a sudden he's going to be fighting Kushida in a couple of weeks, you know, maybe like a month or two, you know? There you go. There you go. Also, in uh, as long as we're covering all aspects of the world of wrestling here, which is what we do on the show, CMLL. Be running Arena Mexico with fans for the first time in over a year on May 21st. 500 people or so. So, CMLL, we've been. You know, they're one of the two big companies in Mexico. You got CMLL and you got AAA. And uh, CML, CMLL is where Los Ingobernables was born. So, it's a, you know, it's a major promotion and it's good to see them back with fans. Yeah. Yeah. That's when we blame them. You know, best of luck. I don't want to say good luck in Spanish, but. Yeah. AEW Dark tonight, uh, their elevation show. They've got John Moxley versus Danny Limelight on the show. And, you know, Moxley has a major match against Eugene Nagata. Uh, Danny Limelight is kind of one of those guys that they've they've been featuring a lot. And he is he's actually going to be having a feature spotlight interview segment with Paul White on the show. So it's gonna be an interesting match, I think, where you have Limelight, who they're putting the spotlight on, but then you got Moxley, who has the major match this week, so the commentary is going to be kind of all conflicted and stuff, but I think it's a good one. The, and the, way you're presenting that, well. the way you're presenting that, Ryan, it sounds like that if John Moxley didn't have his match on Wednesday, you're actually giving Danny Limelight a shot in this match. I would never give him a shot in the match, but okay. what, I, what I'm saying is it's interesting that they're featuring him you know, he could be kind of one of the crops that they're looking at, really kind of pushing on the lower end of the card. You know, maybe they're going to sign him type of thing. Yeah, no, I'm joking around. But, yeah, his, it seems like his name is all over the place on Dark. He's there every week to put over somebody. You know, he's the guy that, you know, he's like, you know, the, the Barry Harlow to the inaction guys over there. So, Right. The uh, Brooklyn Brawler. Exactly. Uh, I'm going to put this comment up here because John Smith has corrected me. Uh, good luck in Spanish is please not be that. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Uh, muchos gracias, uh, John. 
Well, continuing on uh, into the into the mysterious world of voodoo, Broken Skull Sessions. The next guest wow. is Charles Wright, also known as the Godfather, formerly known as Papa Shango. So there's a lot of there's a lot of ground to cover there. Kama Mustafa, the Supreme Fighting exactly. Machine. There's plenty of there's plenty of nicknames that Charles Wright has gone by. So it'll be a fun interview. A lot of territory to cover there, and a long term relationship with with the Undertaker. I know as as friends and stuff. So. I'm sure he's got good stories. Yeah, he's the the the, the Bone Skull Gang or whatever the Bone Skull Club or whatever the Undertaker's little you know click yes. was his version of the click. Yeah. You know, God, yeah, Godfather's. And there's a reason he's he's a Hall of Fame. Everyone's like, well, how's the Godfather in the Hall of Fame? He didn't you know. Okay, but he was more than just a guy. He was there. Same with JBL. They've been there for twenty something years, just constantly reinventing themselves and new characters and everything. So yeah, you know, Godfather, whatever you want to call him. Um, absolutely phenomenal that's gonna be i mean he's he's got a great personality you know like he's he's gonna put on a show with austin and they're gonna have a lot of fun so um whether or not uh, the whole train will be in attendance i guess maybe that's the the reason why people tune in um or maybe austin will spit up some black stuff out of his mouth you know that you know you never know we can only hope yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then uh Paul Heyman has nominated the ECW audience for the WWE Hall of Fame. <laughs> so he went to Twitter to to make that mention. So you know, if there, ever, yeah, if there was ever a crap, yeah. hard hitting news here. <laughs> yeah, that's what it, the funny. You know, I don't. You can go a bit both ways on this with ECW. You either tuned in for the crowd and stayed for the wrestling, or you tuned in for the wrestling and you stayed for the crowd. Uh, both ways work, and that's you know why easy. You know the the people that love that show. And attended those shows were uh, incredible, and that you know that even goes for the two one night stands. Yeah. You know, with the Cena wins, we ride that second one night stand. They were just relentless with Randy Orton and John Cena that night, and it was absolutely incredible. Uh, oh. Shout out to both of those guys for just being like, "All right, I'm, I'm going to have to go through this," and they played it off great. <laughs> the funny thing is the picture. That Heyman posted on his tweet was John Cena in front of the ECW crowd. Oh. So that's <laughs> in any event. So I have one more topic for us to talk about, but we're going to do that kind of after the break here. I want to start jump into uh, our favorite segment of the show. So hope you're sitting comfortably. Even Marie. Even Marie. <sighs> it is trivia time. Not didn't really. Mention your name once, Ra. You haven't mentioned your name once. And you did it five times before the show even really started. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like she was well covered. Yeah, uh, probably we'll see another vignette of even more yeah. on the show. Tonight. And hopefully she <laughs> will be well covered in that vignette. <laughs> so let's hear. Put up the score from last week. So John DeConi got his point last week uh, in the Daily Wrestling News Show Gauntlet. He got five wrestlers he named that were on. Uh, the NXT show that I gave him. Yeah, so, Blackpool. UK Blackpool. That's right, UK Blackpool. So today, we are going to stick with the NXT brand of things. We're going to January 25th, 2020. Worlds Collide. Collide. Only one person's getting a point this week, so you have to name some wrestlers on this show. And you're going to go till you miss. And when you miss, you that's it. So And then you'll set the bar for the whole week. So let me bring up my card here. And the pre-show matches do count. So Okay. I, I don't know the pre-show match, but I know uh, this is going to be a tough number for guys to beat because the main event 
was oh, a God. four-on four match. So you got Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish, Roderick Strong versus Walter, Fabian Eichner, Marcel Bartel, and Alexander Wolf. Okay, you're at eight. Okay. okay. This was where Jordan Devlin won the Cruiserweight Championship. So you have Jordan Devlin. I believe Angel Garza was the champion. I believe Travis Banks was in that match along with Isaiah Swerve Scott. Okay, you're at 12. Yep. Uh, Rhea Ripley fought Tony Storm. 14. Ha, I forgot about this match. So you have Trent Seven and Tyler Bate versus Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano. They got back together for one match against Mustache Mountain. You're at 18. One, that's four matches out of five. Oh, uh, Finn Bauer and Ilya Dragunov. What's that? Put you at that? Put you at 20? Or did I say 18? Yeah, that, yeah. Finn 20. Bauer, and that, yeah. that's the card. And then whatever the pre-show was, so I'll just stop at 20. Oh, you might as well take a guess. I have no idea what the pre-show match was. Zero idea. I missed that show. I was working that night. I missed that show, so I have no All idea right. what the pre-show match was. It is Kaylee Ray versus Mia Yim. Yeah, never in a million years. All right, okay, well, that, makes have... sense, that makes sense because Kaylee Ray was stateside because she was in war games. So yes, so that ha- the pace has been set. The pace has been set. Good luck, you guys. Set, I don't set the bar, Ryan Joy. I yeah. am the bar. <laughs> Perfect. All right, like I mentioned, we have uh, one more topic. We're going to talk about NXT UK, but first, I'm going to tell you about some of the great things that you can check out between the Eastern Observer and Minnesota Bell Time, starting with the Crucifix shirt at buyslamclothes.com. This is a pretty cool design. Uh, it you know memorializes every finish on Monday Night Raw. You can get it for 20 bucks. It includes all the sizes. Uh, shipping is free, and it's in the super soft style. And then on Friday nights, do check out the primetime rundown. Every Friday night at 6 p.m., join Joey Jarzanka, Ian Schreier, and Rob DeLuca for the primetime rundown. They take you through the world of sports, and the show kicks off at 6 p.m. on the Eastern Observer. And then the Essential Wrestling Podcast will be back tomorrow. Al Carl will be hosting alongside John Smith and John DeCani. I will also be there with Gary Mahefi. It will be another week of updates and highlights in the world of wrestling. Coverage begins at 6 p.m. Al, I think it's episode 53. Is that right? I think it's 53 as well. And like I said, we have a lot of picks to go over. Big weekend this weekend uh, with Steven Seagal and Under Siege on Saturday. And then we have uh, WrestleMania Backlash on Sunday. So we're, we're, there's a lot to discuss. You know, we do small recaps throughout the week. But, you know, then we, we pick and we try to play uh, Fortune Teller. So uh, let's see where it goes. Yeah, and we blog all those picks on ProWrestlingPick'em.com. Al, this is the site that you own and that you operate and that you keep us all connected and our ta- our scores tallied for the entire year. Uh, ProWrestlingPick'em.com, you can create a league, you can join an existing league, you can join the Essential Wrestling Podcast League and play against us. I think Gary Mahaffey is on top right now, but he's going to lose all the matches this weekend. So uh, <laughs> so we'll, we'll, uh, we'll put him at the bottom of the pile before long, I think, for sure. <laughs> Poor Gary. It's funny. He finally does the, the, the pool, you know, for every show. And it just he, he's in first place now. We're just piling on him. <laughs> yeah, we're going to bury him. We're going to bury exactly. him. Exactly. This is like Triple H and Sting all over again. 
The Daily Wrestling News Show. We're here every day, Monday through Thursday at 10 a.m. Sometimes we do Friday. If you haven't had a chance yet, do go show out, check out Friday's show with Deshaun Whipple. Uh, it was a great interview. He runs the Whip Show podcast. Uh, he does seasons, so he'll do like a five, six, seven episode run. Uh, he brings on guests. He talks about those guests and some of those times that he's had. I learned that he is over. He's like six foot five, two seventy or something. He's a he's a he's a former wrestler himself. So uh, I learned a lot on this show, and I think you will too. A lot of fun, high energy guy. So definitely check out that from Friday. Yeah, he, he's good. I uh, we're definitely gonna get in touch with him. We, we got to get him back on. You know, I'm sure you're gonna get him back on this show. But I want him. Uh, I want to pick his brain and uh, see what he thinks. You know, going forward, picking matches and stuff. You know, he, yeah, exactly. High energy is a great. Great phrase for uh, to describe to Sean. Great guess. Yes, 100%. And then the Body Slam Brigade newsletter. This newsletter is going out to over 4,200 people now. Uh, everybody's getting the weekly news and updates from me on Fridays. It's quick to read email, broken up by company. And there's also always, always a featured story on top. This week was my favorite WWE opponents for Daniel Bryan, should he decide to stay. And all of them were in NXT UK, which is what we're going to talk about next. So do uh, do check out the Body Slam Brigade. You can sign up for free at bodyslambrigade.com. And I'm going to have a little announcement coming on Body Slam Brigade. A little something special coming in the works. So so stay tuned for that. It'll be another way to consume it. So I'm assuming it's going to be just a uh, special newsletter on Eva Marie. You know what? It's not going to be that. <laughs> so I didn't want the 4,200 people I had to unsubscribe at. So. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'll be down to one subscriber. <laughs> All right. So you've been waiting for us to finish up, you know, to get to our final topic here. So NXT UK, you know, we had a great show out from them on Thursday and, you know, I wanted to just kind of talk, chat with you a little bit. I know, uh, uh, you know, we have the big gauntlet match next week, five person gauntlet match. I, you know, Zaya Brookside's in there and I know she's the one you've probably got your money behind. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm all in on Zaya. Uh, I, yeah, it, it's fun. These are fun. Uh, five, you know, very athletic, very entertaining women. They are. Uh, they're gonna put on a show. I'm actually really looking forward to this. As I mentioned already before, you know, I'm a huge athletic supporter for the the women's wrestling. If you you know you get that joke, it's gonna be tough because um, they don't wear athletic supporters. Um, so <laughs> it's. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I'm really looking for this. Zaya Brookside, she's my girl. She's my favorite since I first saw her in the Mae Young Classic. Um, you know, the daughter of a, a WWE trainer, a, a UK legend. Uh, you know, look for a strong showing from Danny Luna. I know yep. Danny knows vignettes with Flash and with Mark Andrews. Um, I think a little push behind her, yeah. She's always a wild card because she's got Connors on the outside. Um, you know, Isla Dawn. Yep. What's that? Isla Dawn's got a little bit of a momentum behind her, too. She does, yeah. She was featured on Prelude, and she, you know, she got hung out to dry by KLR at Prelude. So, um, and then there, I forget, I forget who the fifth person is. Amelia McKenzie. There you go. She got the win. So there you go. So then you got five women all that's that's legitimate. Anybody could win this, and it would be a very credible opponent uh, for Kaylee Ray. And like I say, notably missing from this match, Mika Satamora, who's Kaylee Ray's already beat. Piper Nevin, who Kaylee Ray's already beat. And uh, Effie Valkyrie, who came, hasn't beat, but she just lost a huge match to, to Miko. Now, they announced this match before that match, before that great match between those two. Uh, so that was first, that was pretty much Effie Valkyrie's first non 
in yeah. action match. So I think she shined in it, but yeah, I guess she's just not quite ready for uh, for a title shot against KLR. Yep, yep. Yeah, so we, we, I mean, we shall see. We mentioned the five women. I think that it'll be, it'll be randomly interesting to see who comes out first. You know, it's a gauntlet match, so whoever comes out first, they'd have to beat the, all four of the other people. So that'll be yeah. tough for whoever it is. But uh, Kaylee Ray has recent championship victories over, uh, over Ginny, at least, and yeah, she wrestled Isla Dawn a bunch last year before the pandemic. So uh, I'm looking for some new matches here, and we've got. Donnie Luna, Zaya Brookside, Amelia McKenzie, I think one of those three. Okay, yeah. So I, and I'm just thinking about that. I think Ginny will come out last. I think that's just yeah. like uh, I, I think the that's I won't say LA, but I think Ginny will come out last. And I think we can do maybe like a Kofi Kingston or like whatever. I think Amelia McKenzie, I think she should grab the one here against Isla Don't you pin Isla again. And that her her run a little bit until she runs into Zaya Brookside at four. There you go. There, there you go. And then Zaya wins and takes it all home. Okay. Exactly. The other match coming up this week is Noam Dar versus Nathan Frazier in a Heritage Cup rules match. So Nathan Frazier, we're always going to talk about him as the guy Hunter stole, right? Yes. Ben Carter. Uh, it's, it's interesting. The Supernova Sessions, uh, Frazier was on there this week. And for the first time ever, I think they did a great job of explaining why his name changed. Ben Carter said, or Frazier says, I changed my name to Ben Carter so that my mom and dad wouldn't find out I was training to be a wrestler. And then, you know, that was Ben Carter <laughs> over in the States, and now I'm back here, and I'm on NXT UK, and I really have nothing to hide, so I'm yep. going to be Nathan Frazier. So there you go. Yeah, he's, he's a Jersey guy, Nathan Frazier, Isle of Jersey. Yeah. Um, as far as what happened on last week's show, two major notes I want to make. Uh, Ilya Dragunov and Dave Mastiff, kind of a big match, heavy hitting, yeah. hard hitting we thought it would be, and hard hitting it was. It lasted less than two minutes. Yeah. Mastiff took an elbow to the face, and the match went on for a few seconds later, but then eventually the ref took a look at Mastiff's face and threw up the X, and that was it. So not sure if that was planned. The show did run a little short, but... Yeah, you haven't heard anything come out of uh, the UK. Maybe Gary can shed some light on that tomorrow night. You know, that's the reason why... Uh... We have him on. He's over there. He's you know he's got uh he's got easy access to all the the stuff over in the UK. So Gary will do some hopefully do some investigative reporting, and uh, let us know if uh, Mastiff is okay. And then Kenny Williams and Amir Jordan had their. Uh, it wasn't a loser leaves town match, but it was if Amir Jordan doesn't win, he leaves town. And in bed, in fact, Kenny Williams sent him packing, crying yep. and all. So yeah, so now now what do we do here? You no, know, Kenny Williams probably maybe get a heritage 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 cup. Yep. Match. You no, know, he can go into that type of thing. He can feud with other people as well. And then uh, you know, Amir Jordan, I guess you know, hop on a plane and yeah, he was welcome to two hundred five live. You know, like that's <laughs> or throw on a mask. There you go. There you go. Yeah, that's what they did with Christopher Daniels. Right, all of a sudden he came out as Curry Man when he got fired. Right, the fallen angel, Amir Jordan. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think we've done the the world of wrestling justice this morning, Al. Anything else you want to cover or talk about? Yeah. Well, well speaking of Lucia leaves town, and speaking of the fallen angel, is Wednesday yet? I don't think so. Oh. New tag team champions on Wednesday. I know you and Travis are gonna get to it tomorrow, but uh, if Christopher Daniels is going down, I'm going down with him. Let's go SCU. Get those belts back. I don't like that they're doing it on Dynamite. I wish that it was a pay-per-view match. I really That's do. why I'm picking – yeah, exactly. It's not a proper send-off for one of the greatest X Division, one of the greatest wrestlers. It's 
Ryan, if we're ever on a game show together and they ask you what is who is my favorite tag team of all time, it's Triple X. Give me Christopher Daniels, give me Low Key, give me Elix Skipper any day. So I am a huge Christopher Daniels fan. And like I said, if he's going to go down on a dynamite, I'm going to I'm going to fall right on that dynamite with him. Yeah, I I don't know. I'm kind of I'm really conflicted about this because there's enough that they can do with the Young Bucks without those titles. Yep. You know, they could have the Young Bucks face Moxley and Kingston in a non-title match. And then SCU could carry the titles and compete against all the other teams. Cuz the Bucks are kind of in a blood feud, so to speak at the moment. They don't need yeah. the title there. But it now, seems you know, like you have their biggest show of the calendar year coming up and the Bucks with the titles, that makes sense. You know, not yeah. SCU versus Jurassic Express. That is not – I love those two teams. This isn't a shot at them, but that is not double or nothing worthy. So. Right. Yep. So, unfortunately, I think we're probably all picking against SCU in this. But Not me. Well, we'll see. We'll see. You just kind of laid it out that you can't, you can't pick for them and you can't pick against them, basically, is what I'm hearing. Yep. So. All right. I think that's been our show. For Al Carl, for Christopher Daniels, for Dave Mastis, who, who has also fallen. Well, uh, this is the Daily Wrestling News Show. I'm Ryan Joy. We'll see you tomorrow. See you, Marie, tonight. <laughs>